0: All right, before I get into my show today, I got to straighten something out. Uh, As you know, a lot of my shows are pre-recorded, so this was my first opportunity to do it now. Uh, I did an episode a while ago. uh, I don't remember when it was, but it was a while ago. I actually cut it out. A bunch of people, some of my friends and some people I don't even know, were upset about what I said. And I want to straighten something out right now. What I said was, and it was a misunderstanding, I have a, I have this, uh, it's on TikTok where I talk about staying away from people who bring you down, that you can never bring up anybody in life if they don't want to come up, but uh, hanging out with certain people could bring you down. And I happened to be talking about it right in the middle when I was talking about my friends, who are some of my friends uh, that I grew up with are, are wise guys. And some I don't even know, but they're friends of my friends. Now, I know a lot of people in the life. I I I didn't grow up in the life. I am not a wise guy. But I know a lot of people in the life, and some of them are my dear friends. And some of them were upset because it sounded like I was calling them, uh, you know, like whatever, a bad word, or I was saying negative things about them. It was an absolute, my hand to God, a misunderstanding. I was talking about what I said, staying away from people, Who bring you down in life? And it happened to be, and it was my fault. It was my fault. I was talking about at that moment about guys in the life. So I want to apologize to all my friends out there because I've I've heard it from a bunch of people that got back to me. They said, "Gee, Chaz, you know, we love your movies. We love your, you know, we love coming and see you." But that was kind of heavy, and I was like, "Really?" I said, "I didn't mean it that way." Then when I heard it second time, the third time, then I even heard it the fourth time. I said, all right, something's not right here. So this was my first opportunity to apologize to all my friends that I grew up with and friends out there that I don't know, I've never met. I wasn't referring to to people in the life or even associated with the life. I was referring to people in general who are negative. I hope that clears it up. I hope that straightened it out, and I wanted to make a special note of it. That's why I'm doing it now in the beginning of the episode. So guys, I apologize if you took it the wrong way, but I will take responsibility because it was my fault. I should have been more clear. All right, so let's get on with the show here. Welcome to the Chaz Palminteri Podcast. It's Monday at 11 o'clock. It's time for a new episode. Yes, and you know what today is? I'm telling you, we're getting so many requests for, for Neighborhood Logic. Not only with me, Neighborhood Logic with the girls. Catherine Narducci, Tara Tracy. I mean, it's like amazing. We got R-rated Neighborhood Logic with the ladies and we got uh, myself, neighborhood logic. Now, if it's R-rated or a little, I shouldn't say R-rated, we don't like to do R-rated. We just say, you know, a little on the blue side, maybe. We like to keep a clean channel here so everybody can listen to it. But you can ask any question you want. That's with the ladies, neighborhood logic, or neighborhood logic with me. So, but before we do that, I always like to remind you where I'm going to be doing the one-man show. Anytime you want to see it, we just had a, a sold-out show. We've been selling out everywhere, guys, and it's really amazing. We're going to be at the Byram Theater. The Byram Theater in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, PA, November 11th and 12th. Two shows. Both of them are almost sold out. We'll know when it, as it gets a little closer. It looks like they will be. The Richfield Playhouse, November 19th. In Richfield, Connecticut. I'm sorry, that show was sold out. But maybe there's a single here and there you could try to get, or maybe a cancellation. But that show was sold out. The Paramount Theater. How much I love the Paramount Theater. Do I love the Doyle brothers? All right, right? They're so great. They run a great ship there at the Paramount Theater. They have great acts, great entertainment. They have a great uh the foundation, they have a room down with the foundation room, I think it's called great rooms downstairs. Uh, The Paramount Theater, folks, if you've never been there, even, you know, uh, you don't have to come and see me. Go see any show there. The Paramount Theater is just an incredible place to see a show. And the bar and the food downstairs is amazing. Uh, And that is January 29th. January 29th. Okay, that's, uh, you know, uh, 20,023. January 29th. I will be at the Paramount Theater. Come and see that show because it's a great place to take a date. It's a great place. Uh, Rich Real Playhouse, great place, but I'm sorry, it's sold out. Byram Theater, it's pretty much sold out, but try to get a ticket. So that's where I'll be. And always remember, you can go to chazparmentary.net and you see where I'm playing. Or you can go to Instagram or go to Show at youtube.com and uh, you'll know where I am. I mean, that's important. Now, don't forget, on my website, CharlesPalmaterie.net, the saddest thing in life is wasted talent. You can pick this up. I just, you know what, what I've been doing? After I do the show, I, I see a nice, a young person in the front, and I give him the card, and it's just, it was an amazing time we had in Chicago. Saddest thing in life is wasted talent. It's a great gift, especially the holidays are coming for your child, nephew, cousin, maybe your husband or your, uh, your wife. Uh, it's a great gift. Or you, you go to my website. There's the, my photos, Charles Palmentary. And of course, they love this phrase. I don't know what it is. Now you can't leave. John, I don't know what it is. Now you can't leave. I hear that all the time.
1: I'm sure that's the line that you hear the most. I
0: mean, that's the line I hear the most. That one and the saddest thing in life is wasted talent, which another car, another photo you can get. You can get these on my website, folks. CharlesPalminteri.net. Also, you can get um, the sweatshirts, one of the great ones. It's really, you know, it's a great gift to give to one, your girlfriend or... I think I think usually guys get it for the girls. I, I've seen a few girls get it for the guys. The guys have another sweatshirt with Brock's tail on the front and now you can't leave on the back. You can visit my store at uh, net And, uh, you know... Oh, wait a minute, I forgot. The original posters... I sell all this stuff uh, at my show, The Merchandise Counter. One of the original posters uh, from 1989, if you want to get one of these. And it's signed. We sign it for you. Okay. John, Neighborhood Logic. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Let's see the first one on Neighborhood Logic here. This one is from Thomas Romano. Oh. I don't know if Chaz will get this message, but thought I would try. My name is Thomas Romano, and my uncle is Jimmy Albanese, Jimmy Eyes. You know, I'm the one who gave your uncle his name, Jimmy Eyes. I would love to ask and talk to Chaz about his memories and his relationship with my uncle. I saw Chaz and my uncle when he passed away at the gates of heaven but did not get a chance to talk to him. Hope Chaz can give me a moment to talk. Well, you know what? I'm going to talk to you right now. I hope you're listening, Jim. I hope you, I mean, excuse me, Thomas, Thomas Romano. Jimmy Eyes was a great guy. And he got the name Jimmy Eyes because we were kids. I I think we we were in my hallway. I'll never forget it. 667 East 187th Street. And we were like maybe 12, maybe 12, 11, 12. And he said, you know, some girl always said that uh, girls, girls would always tell me I have beautiful eyes. Well, in my neighborhood, that's all you got to do, John. You mentioned one thing, that's it. I said, oh, wow, so you're Jimmy Eyes. Big fucking deal, Jimmy Eyes, right? And that's how we got the name. But we went to uh, school together. Jimmy Eyes was a great guy. I liked him a lot. We used to stop it on Fordham Road. There'd be a place called Needix. And him and I would always get a Frank and an orange juice. Him and I together growing up. uh, I really liked him a lot. He was a good man. He died way too young, way too young. Your uncle, I could tell you about your uncle, Thomas. He was a solid, good guy. And, uh, you know, I know that's different than neighborhood logic here, but uh, I just, I just served and I wanted to share that with you. All right, Tom. Uh, also, let's we'll see, well, what do we got here from Kathy? Oh, Kathy wants to talk about the tea bag, but we saved that with the girls. Right, John? That's a tea. That's one of those uh, questions we've okay let's see Vic Coletta question for your table for your table I was married 21 years oh uh, no war roses up uh, up I dislike dating sites guy okay, was married 20 years. today it's it's almost scary the world has gotten so tight ass uh you know you look at a girl she says who are you smiling at? It's easy. What is your suggestion on a single man or woman that dislikes dating sites? Hmm. You dislike dating sites and you want to know where to meet somebody. This is from Vic Coletto. Well, Vic, it's rough out there, you know? And I, right, John? I mean, uh, he doesn't like dating sites. He says it, maybe at the supermarket he likes to smile at some woman, but yeah, I can understand his point. It's very scary today, right?
1: Dating sites are a little weird, but I mean, I've heard a lot of great success stories from them.
0: You know what? I think that's a good... You know what, uh, uh, Vic? I think John is right. That's, you know, John the One. They call him John the One because he's the magic man. And, uh, and he was magic before, too, on my computer. Um, I think he's right. Uh, sometimes in life, you have to go through a little bullshit to find something really nice. So, you know, try to vet the woman uh, on the dating side as much as you can. Have conversations with her. Speak maybe two or three times. Get to know each other. And then maybe you can cut right to the chase and you don't have to see each other. You realize in the talk that, you know what, you just... It doesn't fit. But other than dating sites, the only other way to do it is, is go to a nightclub or a bar. But those are always, you know... You think the supermarket's tough. Nightclub is like, oh, man. Or you could have, you know what? You, you, I'm sure at your age, you're in your 40s. You have married friends. Speak to them, speak to their wives, see if they know someone who. And, you, you know, the whole thing is what you got to do, Vic, you got to make it like you ask your friends if they can set you up. And don't make it like, you know, oh, my God, this is a big setup. You just say, look, I want you to meet a guy. We're having a barbecue. Let's just go out. and It's kind of a casual thing where you just kind of meet at a party. You say, yeah, we're going to invite him. We're going to invite her. And you kind of meet, and you just see how it feels. You know, you see how it feels. But, Vic, there's no easy way. You know, something that's worth it is something that's worth fighting for. It's just that simple. If you think you're going to walk into a room... Or somebody's gonna introduce you and the bells are gonna go off and this is gonna be the one. Does that happen? Once in a blue moon, right, John? But you gotta do some work. And I think you're trying to I think you're trying to do this. You're not crazy. I know you're saying that. You're not crazy. You just got a little dual work. You gotta do some work, John.
1: We've talked about this before on the podcast too, and I think one of the most important things that you can do is just be yourself.
0: You know what? That's great advice. Just be yourself. Just be yourself, because everyone else is taken, as uh, Oliver Wendell Holmes said. Just be yourself, because everyone else is taken. All right, here we go. Brendan Keesling, K E E S. I excuse my dyslexia. I miss I mispronounce everybody's name. I hope that's right. Brendan, is that Brendan? B R E N N A N. Brennan. Brennan. Thank you, John. See what I mean? I'm glad I said, I'm sorry. Let us go crossway with me. I'm a young college student, but an old soul, and I really value your old school episodes. I'm living now in the age of social media, loosened values, overall loss of direction. My question to you, Chaz, is what is your advice to a young guy like me trying to stay old school in this day and age and still be a successful and sociable? thank you and god bless he's from boston brennan just you know if you just heard the answer i gave vic it's the same thing i guess right right i mean he's young you know you want to go to bars you want to go you don't have i don't know if you have any married friends or guys friends they have girlfriends you got to be introduced a lot that could help it's it's not easy guys vic brennan it's not easy Finding, but I could tell you this, finding the right mate is the most important decision of your life. Because if anything could bring you down, it's the wrong person. You have to look at it. Say, is this person I'm with an asset? Is she putting wind in my sails? As Sonny used to say, you got to find a girl to put wind in your sails, he used to say. If she doesn't put wind in your sails, it's like carrying luggage. What the hell are you going to do with all this luggage? Now, same thing for her too. The women out there, I say, you have a man who doesn't put wind in your sails and it's like carrying luggage. You got to think about that. Look, of course there's things to think about. There's kids involved. If you have children, you just can't be like, you know, sometimes you have to stick it out for the kids I'm old school like that I know the old-school parents they did that did some of them stick it out too long and ended up unhappy probably but you have to weigh you have to weigh the good and the bad I you know you heard me speak about this a lot many people John they're afraid to change they're just afraid you know the devil they know is better than the devil they don't know And it's scary for them. But look, is every relationship perfect? Oh, shit, no, man. Nobody's is. Relationships look perfect, but they're not. Look at Tom Brady and his wife, Giselle. Who's better looking than both of these people, right? Great kids, they got $500 million. They got issues. Everybody's got issues. If They might get a divorce. If they're unhappy... Come on, guys, what about the normal working people? I mean, so, and you know what? And sometimes it's better not to have a lot of money. Sometimes when you have a lot of money, you have too many options. Rich people have too many options sometimes. It's like, you know, if you're Joe Bag of Donuts and you live on top of the deli, maybe you might not want to leave so fast. But if you're like Joe the Entertainer, who's got 5 million followers on Instagram and he's a big star somewhere, you know, his options are more. I think, I think. you know what? Great comedian. I think Chris Rock said something about that. I saw Chris in person. And he's so brilliant and so great. If you never got a chance to see Chris Rock, he's just great. And he said, a man is as faithful as his options. I hope I'm correct. I hope I said it correctly, Chris. I'm sorry if I misquoted you. But I just, uh, you know, that's probably where I got it from. and uh, Chris would always say that and he was right. you know um, so is it sometimes it's even harder for a rich person to be faithful. My God. So I say t- I you Brennan, I, I know I got off the track there. Sometimes you got to put up a lot of shit to find the right one. And you know what? be yourself, as John said before, be yourself, Brennan. Because if you if you, if you are yourself and you're old school, you'll find a woman who likes your values and she'll be old school with you. Okay? If you meet a woman and she doesn't have your values, then you know right away. But you gotta like, you know, it's old school is like you open up the refrigerator and you look and see what you want. It's the same thing. I feel like having eggs today. All right, I take eggs, you know. I feel like having this. That's the way dating is. You you have to date some people that, you know, you're not going to be with the rest of your life. I mean, let's face it. Um, so I hope that helped you. Okay, let's see. Who's this? Wicked Bronx woman. <clears throat> oh, uh, oh, no. Oh, God, no. She wants, this is, uh, This is for the ladies, so I'm going to let that one go. Uh, This is from, uh, we're going to do that, you know, next time. Oh, Julie Naples. Oh, she just wants to say thank you, Julie Naples. Her husband came to see the show over in Chicago. The Naples family, they were really, very nice. And uh, Julie and her husband came to see the show. Julie, I hope you you guys had a great time. And um, it was great seeing you guys. And you're invited to come backstage anytime you want at any show that I do. So God bless you all. Uh, Julie Naples and her husband. Uh, They were really nice people, great people. And, oh, who's this? Hmm. This is, what? Hi, greetings, dear. Hope this email finds you well. i H-A-S-S-A-N, Hassan? Hassan. Hassan. I am looking for an alternative source. Uh, what is this guy? Oh, he's looking for an investment? I don't know who this is. Oh, I know who this is. No, I'll talk to him privately. <laughs> How did I get in there? Oh, my God, Chaz, where did that come from? I'll have to talk to them later. Okay, here we go. Carlos, the... L-E-O-N. Carlos De Leon?
1: Sounds about right. Yeah. De Leon?
0: Hello, Leon. Yeah. Hi, Chaz. I'm 25 years old. My girlfriend passed away at the age of 31. Oh, this week of complications of her lungs. I am so sorry. I am absolutely devastated. We loved each other with all our hearts, spoke of marriage, and having children in the near future often. If you could spare some words of wisdom my way, I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Wow. Carlos, that's a tough one. I mean...
1: The only thing you can compare that with is the death of a parent.
0: Oh, God, yes. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, and he's 25 and she was 31. I mean, well, Carlos, you know when I could say, you know, you know, Shakespeare used to say, I I like to quote the bard sometimes. It's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. I mean, so the great thing about this is is that this young lady, Carlos, and you're only 25, and you love like that. So try to look at the positive thing that you know what real love is. So this will prepare you for your next girlfriend someday. Now, it's a little early right now, I think you have to mourn, I think obviously, uh, especially you know there's nothing wrong with mourning for her and thinking of her and holding her dear to your your heart and praying for her. but I think there's a mourning time. you can, right John, you can't let this
1: like it can't consume the rest of your life you
0: can't it cannot consume the rest of your life. And if she loved you like she said she did. She would want you to be happy. And that's how you got to look at it, Carlos. I would wait a little bit and then start dating again. And my advice to you, Carlos, think about this. Do not, if you want to mention it to the girl you start dating, that's fine. I would wait. You know, don't consume your date with the new girl with what happened. Young people, even old people, They make that big, big mistake. And then the other person says, I I can't go out with him uh, or her. He's they're not ready yet. I mean, all we did was talk about her her ex, his ex. So and the other person doesn't know you yet. Let them know you for who you are, Carlos. I think I think that's a better way. But you're gonna have to start dating again. Because that's what life is. You hit a roadblock. You get knocked down, dust yourself off, and you got to move on. It's that simple, cause. And for all the people out there, you get divorced, you're, you're traumatized, you have a death in the family, you have a, your husband dies, your wife dies, God forbid. But you got to move on. You have to move on. You cannot let s- someone's death destroy your life. Does that sound selfish? I don't think so. I mean, if you lose your husband or you lose your your wife, what are you supposed to do? Destroy your life? You can't. How does that make sense? Especially if you have kids, you've got to be strong for your children. This, Carlos, you have to look at this like a learning experience. You got to man up. You got to man up and be strong and start dating again. But do it in your time. I don't know how quick this happened. Oh, you said this week. Oh, God. Okay. Can you have three months of just kind of chilling out and thinking about her? That's fine. But then you got to dust off and get up there, Carlos. You have to get up to bat again. Otherwise, I believe... That if they really loved you, like you say she did, if she really loved you, she would want you to do this. Think about that. You would want her to do that. God forbid if something happened to you. Wanting the other person not to be with another person forever, that's kind of selfish. But I believe that soul has to be set free. And the only way you set that soul free is by thinking about her, smiling about her, and moving on with your life. I hope that helps you.
1: You know what? A lot of people also find tranquility in writing. So I would say maybe write some of the memories down so you you can just reminisce, think about it. It's a little tough, but I've heard that before. It's going to be hard to write this down, but a lot of people do find tranquility in writing.
0: You know what? That's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. Sit down and write your thoughts about her. You get a little, you know, you get a pad like this, and just sit down and write all your thoughts about her. You know, what you loved about her. And maybe, you know, it's a catharsis like, you'll get, you'll get through that. But I'm sorry to say, you have to get, out, you have to get back to work. You have to, because, um, you know, otherwise you're, you're setting yourself up for disaster. All right, who's this? My name is Mike Oregano. O-R-E-G-A-N-O. Oregano? Ore- Organo. <laughs> I I, oregano. I said
1: oregano. Both of us are horrible at this.
0: Oh, so bad. <clears throat> Organo. Uh This guy's got a one-man band. Uh, he plays shows all over the country with his dog. Uh, I love your podcast. So I would love to be part of one of your episodes. Can't work, we can't do that. Uh, I'm sorry, my man, Mike. But I hope people come and see your show and you have a great show. Okay? Okay, Christopher. Okay, Christopher says you're a great person. Oh, thanks. One of the best. Yeah, great, great. Anyway, just curious, how did the death of Sonny affect your neighborhood or affect you? Christopher, S-T-I-T-E-L-E-R.
1: Interesting. That would be kind of like a sequel to A Bronx Tale. Well,
0: I mean, Chris, not for nothing. How did it affect my life? I wrote a movie about it, babe. <laughs> I thought about it for a long time, and uh, I wrote a damn movie about it. It's called A Bronx Tale. So did it affect me? Of course it affected me. Did the teachings of Sonny affect me in my life? And uh, He's the one who got me into Machiavelli, where I started studying Machiavelli my whole life. Yeah, so it affected me a great deal. Just like my mother and father affected me. They affected me too in a, in a positive way. And Sonny affected me in a positive way. Just that who he was, you know, I, I got a little uh, enamored by that culture. So basically, that's really my answer. I have a lot of great memories of Sonny, which wasn't his real name. And people always ask me about his real name, and I won't tell anybody. Because I changed names many years ago, and that's the way it's going to stay. I respect to his family and other families. Uh, so let's see. Let's see what this other question is. For Neighborhood Logic, don't forget, you want to see my show, go to childsperimentary.net. Okay. Uh, you know, so many people, you know, and I always tell you, if you got a question, what do you want to go see a shrink for? What? Done. what do you want to go see this guy's got a film question what was it like working with robert de niro how did his presence on the set set the tone for the scenes uh, robert he's robert de niro guys robert de niro is like you know he's an icon He's one of the greatest actors who ever lived you want to put him okay you know somebody will say well i like this person all right you want to put bob in the top five could we say the top five in that ever lived? I He's on the Mount Rushmore for sure. He's on the Mount Rushmore. If we're gonna put five names on the on the on the mountain, you gotta put Bob's face there, right? So yeah. And, and how did he affect the thing? You know, they say in in Hollywood, uh, the fish stinks from the head down. And Bob was always a gentleman, always so smart, always included everybody. So uh he made a Bronx Tale incredible. I mean, let's face it, Bronx tale, uh Bob gave me my break, uh, so I can't, uh, I can't complain about anything. He, well, I, I got nothing to complain about. He was a great guy, and I'm we're still friends, and uh, he's always been a gentleman and and a good man, and I like him, I love him very dearly. And what's my favorite pasta? Hmm. I would say my favorite pasta is linguini fini. Linguini fini. It's a little, it's a little different than linguini. Linguini fini is my favorite pasta. Do I love linguini? Absolutely. But uh,
1: you know, it was delicious that butternut squash pasta your wife made.
0: Oh, I love that. My, my wife made some butternut squash.
1: What is this? What?
0: What's in Italian's daily routine? For healthy hair and skin. Olive oil. Extra virgin olive oil. They have proven that. Olive oil is great for your skin, great for your hair, great for your body. Um, I think us Italians look great. Well, let me not. If you want to look great, you got to take care of yourself. The really routine is, let me give you a couple of routines. One, stay out of the sun. I'm telling you. You want to get a little sun in the morning? It's good for you. A little sunlight, 15, 25 minutes in the sun? That's okay. You want to start baking in the sun? Laying there for hours? I'm sorry. That's when you start to look like leather. You start to look like leather. You look like a used catcher's mitt. I mean, there are people that got jeans where if, I don't know. It doesn't affect him somehow. You know, Sandy Blue Eyes, we all know him. Sandy's in the sun four hours a day, five hours a day. I don't know. It doesn't affect his face. I don't understand that. But he, San- He's just an anomaly. He's an anomaly. Sandy Blue Eyes is its crazy. He's going to be back with an old school episode soon. How the hell does he deal with this shit? I do not know. But I say, you want neighbor, some neighborhood logic? The Italians... They didn't go in the sun much. You didn't see those old times in the sun. The Mediterranean diet, fish, a lot of olive oil, salads, grains. You have some pasta, but not too much. You can't have too much pasta. You want to have it a couple of times a week, that's it. Look, I could eat pasta every day, folks, every day. But um, that's the whole key. And the less you eat, the longer you live, Okay. Uh, you know what I always say: Go to an old age home. You don't see no fat people. Ain't nobody there, ninety-five years old, going, "Oh yeah, my back hurts." It don't happen. You don't see anybody in the eighties there, that, who was heavy set. Am I shaming? No,
1: that's a good point. Now no, that I'm you not say not that, no, I'm not shaming people. I, I, you know, I've never <clears> like now <throat> that you say that, it makes sense. I've never seen a fat person in a retirement home. You don't see them.
0: They're all these skinny people, and that's the reason why. And I, the, the head of the Longevity Institute in Beverly Hills and Beverly Hills said to me, the less you eat, the longer you live, Chaz. Eat to live, don't live to eat. That's my advice in staying healthy, okay? People ask me, how do I do the show at my age? I still do it like I do it because I, only, I eat to live and I work out religiously five, six times a week, okay? All right, that's my show for today. Send in your questions i love to answer your questions. Go to Chaz Show at gmail.com. Don't forget, Chaz Show at gmail.com for the ladies, too. We got Catherine Narducci and, and Tara Tracy, comedian, great actor. Send in your questions for those. If it's a little R-rated, a little blue, a little about your girlfriend, send it. Make it, just say it's R-rated, which we, it's not really R-rated, but we just have fun and say it. Okay, or... Neighborhood logic, just with me. Don't forget my shows: Byram Theater, November 11th and 12th; the Richfield Playhouse, November 19th, but that's sold out. Byram Theater is almost sold out, and the uh, Paramount Theater in Huntington, New York, Long Island. That's January 29th, uh, 2023. 2023. 2023,
1: did I say 2023,
0: right? you said 2023. What am I saying? 2023, <laughs> next year. Great place to go. You should go there on any act. It's a fantastic place. So uh, thank you for listening in. New episode coming next week. We got old school guys coming a lot. We got Squeaky back on. We got Sandy Blue Eyes back on. We got Al, Al, Al Socelli, who played Bobby Bars back on. We got a lot in in Bronx Tale. We got some great guests coming. God bless you all and see you next week.